Live Bible. Good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. It is Thursday, October 26th, and as if you've been listening to SWAT Radio for any length of time, you know Thursdays are our uh, call in or, or not our call in our guest day i'm sorry i was thinking i don't know what's going on with me jeremy uh, everything in the world is a mess right now there's a lot of weird stuff going on right uh anyway thursday by the way i just want to thank jeremy jeremy's our producer he does such a good job you guys don't see him but he is always here helping us do stuff and jeremy i just really appreciate you want to let all our listeners know to pray for you pray for jeremy uh, he is a great guy and uh, just appreciate having him here uh, in the studio helping us do everything. A big shout out to our listeners uh, in Meridian on WMER and WMOX in the Lighthouse up in the Virginia Beach, uh, Chesapeake, Portsmouth area. And here in Jacksonville and St. Augustine and Folkestone, Georgia on The Truth. Thank you for listening. And uh, as I shared, SWAT radio friday uh, thursdays are our guest day friday uh, you'll have david and uh, david gray and brad sykes in here and uh, today i have two guests so i have a guest for the first half hour uh that's a longtime friend of mine and dear brother in the lord and then a guy that uh, he connected me with uh the second half hour who has been a warrior in a lot of ways and uh, he is now a minister, and I look forward for you hearing from him. But uh, first, I'd like to welcome my good friend and brother, Art Remington. Art, welcome to SWAT Radio again. <laughs> what a joy to be with you, my brother. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i so thankful uh, that uh, you were able to join us today. I, I actually, you connected me to the guy who's going to be on second. But I, I, before we talk about him, I want to talk about Art Remington and your ministry and life. I mean, you and I met uh, through our good friend Joe White years ago uh, when Joe started Men at the Cross. Joe was a Promise Keeper speaker. You were a Promise Keeper or the Promise Keeper chaplain. I've been associated with the Promise Keepers for years. And um, I remember the first time I met you, uh, we had kindred spirits just to to see men come to know the Lord and see men Amen. make disciples, and uh, we just kind of hit it off from the beginning and and have stayed in touch ever since. And uh, I'm just so thankful God brought you into my life. You've been a Barnabas and an encourager in my life, a Paul in my life, and uh, just so thankful for you, Art. So thanks for giving us some time today, brother. What a joy, you know, when you think uh, of the years God's given us together on this side. Uh, and like you say, the second half, we're going to have a mighty warrior that's literally was a warrior in, in our military forces. And I know both of us are veterans also, but just knowing that we have all locked arms and locked shields for one purpose, and that's to advance the kingdom of God and push back the gates of darkness. Mm. Yeah, and boy, Especially there's a lot of part. darkness out there right now, and there aren't. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of darkness and you know our prayer is this this nation was to be a light on a hill 
Mm-hmm. And we've been all but that lately. But I, I, I starting to see a glimmer, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see, uh, you know, and that that glimmer of God's the hope that we have, the only hope, and that's mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ, not who's uh, president. Uh, not who's uh, at, uh, over any country in the world, but it's we know who is still sitting on the throne. Yes, who's sitting on the right hand of the Father, and that's where our hope is, and for all mankind. Yes, well, and and you know, Art, I did want to, you know, normally on Thursdays we just I strictly focus on our guests, and I want um, I want our guests to be able to share, and I I do want you to weigh in on this because I. You and I have been involved in men's ministry. You a lot longer than me, but we have been um, we've been trying to reach uh, younger men and help see them make disciples and stuff. And there was a young man. I mean, I, he's young compared to you and me. He was in his forties who took a um, an AR fifteen, I think, or it was certainly an AR platform that he had. And uh, if you don't know, if you are not aware, and there are some people out there that are not aware. It was a mass shooting up in Maine last night, and um, it, it just—I uh, think there were somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 people killed, um, and uh, another—you know—somewhere between 13 and 20 people injured from the shooting. And they still haven't caught him, and and which is really interesting. This guy went into. Um, some mental, he was mentally, uh, went to a mental health facility this summer for a couple of weeks and said he heard voices and said that he was hearing voices about shooting people. And that should have been a red flag. But our our world right now is really between what's going on in Israel, all the divisiveness in our culture, all the violence in our culture, You've been around uh, a little longer than me, not much, but a little longer than me. Have you ever seen as dark Never. a time in our country as we see right now? Never. And, you know, that's the darkness. I believe uh, what we're seeing is the Lord said when we see these things at the end in times that this will be the sign of his coming. And, mm-hmm. you know, wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, all this. You know, what we saw happen on October 7th in Israel was nothing but out of the pit of hell, demonic. Mm -hmm. I mean, and what we're this this and veteran is what I've been told up in in Maine. You know, he went into a bowling alley on youth night. It was youth night in in that bowling alley. And you you hear of that. You hear of just uh, you can't even think of what took place in Israel. But, you know. What we're looking at, you know, I just celebrated this year the 17th anniversary or the 60th anniversary of my 17th birthday. Mm. And uh, what what I've seen through through the years that we've seen these wars, we've seen these. I'm a Vietnam vet, so I, I, I served in Vietnam. I know what we saw there and just. You know, I can remember some stuff I saw there when the Viet Cong had come into a village and just, you know, literally massacre all the, especially men in a village. And and so what we're seeing now is I, I really believe the the enemy, he, he knows his days are short. And, and what when we see what took place last night and what we mm-hmm. saw take place, you know, in Israel is nothing but 
the, the demons of hell are being released, and, and but we know greater is he that's within us than he's within the world. And in this dark hour, there is a, a hope, a bright hope, too. <laughs> the King of Kings, he is the light of the world. And, you know, in, in a couple months, it's hard to believe that, we're going to be celebrating his birth. Yeah. And, and but it's the idea that that in the in the darkness of time of Israel at that time God sent His only begotten Son, mm-hmm. and th- that's what we got to get out in the hearts of men and women and youth uh, that there is hope, and the only hope is Jesus Christ. Um, there was a, a guy up there named Joshua Pietrowitz who. He was a former mayor candidate and house candidate for, you know, the state house of Maine. And he made this statement I thought was very inter- interesting, Art. He, he, he said um, that, you know, what, what we need to do is we, we need to pray, read our Bible, and grab our gun. <laughs> That's what he said. Mm-hmm. But, I, I, but he, you know, he said we need to pray. You know, we need to pray and read our Bibles and make sure our firearms are loaded to protect ourselves. You know, I, I just thought that was interesting that he started off. He didn't say we just need to get our firearms and make sure they're loaded. He said we need to pray, read our Bible, and make sure our firearms are loaded. We pray seeking God's help. We read our Bible seeking his wisdom, but we prepare too, you know. I mean, uh uh i don't I, you That's, know isn't that interesting that he said that that was on national news he said that so i i like that you know i think of one of the uh one of the times when we met in in uh branson for for a meeting and remember you said hey i got a few extra hours let's go to the shooting range oh i forgot and i took we, you shooting didn't i <laughs> yeah shooting and we had a friend that came over the our our son-in-law and he was just he was talking about do you guys have any guns? And, you know, about six years ago, our son bought my wife a nine millimeter and me a, a, a 1911 got me, you know, one of those cold, those 45s that I had in Vietnam. And, and he says, have you had this out shooting lately? I said, not in four years. <laughs> he, and he says this, well, you better get it, get some ammunition. <laughs> and I said, well, I got my prayer knee knee hole ready i've been praying i've got the word of god and then i i have your weapon and and have some ammunition for it it's one thing to have it in the closet but mm-hmm. if you know, so that's you know if that isn't a word bro for mm-hmm. us as men yeah. that especially as for me in my house we're going to serve the lord but to, how we protect and we hear the stories we've heard story after story of uh, you know a young couple that when they heard the terrorists were coming in Israel, they had twins and they hit them in their safe place in their, in their, in their apartment. And they went out and attacked the the terrorists. And, and 14 hours later, the IDF found those, that twins. Okay. And of course they're parentless right now, but that's what we got to do. The enemy is comes to kill, steal and destroy, Mm -hmm. but we have someone that's inside us, the power of the Holy spirit we got to be fully loaded, <laughs> yeah. and and as as E. B. Hill said one day uh, at a PK event, where when he says, you know, when the enemy comes at you, you got to just start hitting him with the word, hit him, hit him, mm. hit him. That's your ammunition, the power of the word, the promises of God, and we're going to be able to take on this. 
Mm. Well, Arch, you, you've been involved with men's ministry for a very long time. Um, what, what do you see right now going on in our country that causes you pause? And what do you see that gives you hope? Well, you know, when you say a long time, you know, I, I've been in ministering now of those of my 77 years on this earth, about 54 of them. Uh-huh. And one of my early mentors was Pastor Jack Hayford in California, where I was a youth pastor. And then Dr. Edwin Lewis Cole, who, you know, they call him the father. He's of the father of men's ministry, isn't he? That's right. Wrote Maximize Manhood. So I had these two men mentoring me. Think of that. Then, of course, it's 92, connected with Coach Coach McCartney. So I had him all those years serving there, served with CMNs, Minute to Cross. You know, all these, everybody asks me now, who are you with now, Pastor Art? I tell everybody, I'm still with Jesus, serving in his vineyard. Right at the moment, I'm not in the PK part of that vineyard, but I'm in his vineyard serving wherever I, God opens the door for me to go and speak to men. You know, we can have fill great crowds. We can have stadiums full of men. You, you can have all these things, but, you know, we'll never change this nation or any nation of the world until we disciple one man. That's right. And that one man can become two and the two to four. We know that multiplication. That's why you do what you do. But that's what that when a man has no vision for his future, he'll always go back to his past. That's that's just he he goes back to oh this is where I'm comfortable. I don't know. Wow, I like that, Art. That's really good. When a man has no vision for the future, he will always go back to his past. Man, that, that's, that's right. That's really good. That's a good word. And right you know, you, 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 good good movie for everybody to see, especially those who love to hunt and all that. And the blind with a, a Phil. Oh, I haven't uh, seen Robertson it. Is it good? Story. Oh, it is outstanding. And you and you at the end, Phil comes out and he basically gives an altar call in a, <laughs> a theater. But it, you know, at the end of the movie, but it's it's a powerful story of how God can take a, a lost soul. And when he made a commitment, when they said, when I was baptized, that old man was, has been dead for 45 years now. Mm. <laughs> and that's new man. But that's where he, when they go back to where, where the enemy has them lost. You know, discipling men, as you know, know, is one of the most powerful ingredients and lasting for strong a powerful church, and you know your next guest. His whole, his whole idea is making men strong, bold, and courageous. You know, and his one of his recent books, "Man to Man," is is how we can restore masculinity of men, and, and the the Christlikeness and manhood are synonymous. Mm. Case closed. Yeah, and and that was that was one of uh, of Doctor Cole's landmark things is we got to be a, a true being a male uh-huh. <laughs> is a matter of birth but being a man is a matter of choice mm, I like and, that. and that's that's what we got to do we got to make that choice if for me and my house mm-hmm. we're going to serve the king of kings and lord of lords i, I remember um the uh I, I think maximum manhood uh was one of the first I think it was the first book 
about being a man, like as a believer that I read other than, you know, uh, that that I I remember reading that back in the eighties and uh, you probably read it before that, but I, it was the eighties before I was exposed to it. And uh, it was really challenging, wasn't it back then? Oh, yes. You know, I, I grew up, you know, in the 60s, 64 when I graduated, and then I went to Bible school. I went up to school, Billy Graham and started up in Minneapolis, and then uh, went into the, the uh, Army. So yeah, that's where your next guest and I have a commonality, both okay. Army vets, but it's that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear Force. that, but that's I'm, all right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> uh, but it's it's this I w- the unrest. What we saw that you know what we just saw with you know the Jesus Revolution movie that was released and and what we're seeing breaking out on campuses across our nation. Yes, right now we've been seeing all the the pro anti-Israel and all this protesting, but there's still campuses that revival is going still going on that began you know um back last year and we're we're we have to pray that god's going to continue to use the youth of today to be that and there's something about a seasoned men not old Mm -hmm. but seasoned men to come alongside these young men and come alongside i often tell young men i said just remember elijah now, you know, you got Elijah and Elisha, mm-hmm. but seasoned Elijah outran the chariot now and then, you know, he yeah. girded up his, and he outran the chariot. So I said, I'm not ready to hand my baton and, and say, okay, I've run my race. You run it. No, I'm going to hand it, but I'm going to run with you. And now and then I may run ahead of you. You know, uh, uh, Chuck Stecker, Dr. Chuck Stecker wrote a book, said, if you gave gave away your baton take it back (laughs) but but that it's time we these young men needing someone to to disciple them and you know right now they're struggling with what gender they want to be but they're looking for truth they're looking for answers and we have it and his name is jesus yes and you know the the thing about that art is there's a lot of people in our world who are saying, if you do not affirm young men who are saying they are more like you know, they're a woman, they're really a woman, then that's being bigoted and unloving. And, you know, I, I, I think Christians, especially in our country right now, are being pushed to either be people who are be bold and courageous or they're sticking their head in the sand. There's, those are the two options right there. And and a lot of young men, uh, or at least younger men, uh, to me, want to be challenged to be bold and courageous. And if you challenge them, they go, oh, it's okay. You can say these truth-filled things to people with love, and it's okay. Yeah, that's not hating somebody to speak the truth to them, is it? Not at all. It, you know, I just, you know, I'm a chaplain at a business over in Philadelphia area, and today was my day to go over there. Once a week, I go over there. And, of course, all the guys, they're asking, they've been asking questions about Israel since that start, but then they they asked me if I knew this Mike Johnson, who's now the Speaker of the House. And I said, oh, man, did, did God give us a David? Yeah. <laughs> a man that's his, his 
stand on on who his Lord and Savior is is strong. And so they started going, do you realize, you know, they're just realizing he has these anti-gay and anti-this. And that. I said, no, he's just a strong biblical man. He, he goes by what the Bible says. Yes, we love him, but, you know, it's the sin of the whole thing. So it's that whole deal of of the world is is looking for an answer. And back to that same thing we've been saying, we have it. <laughs> His well, name is. Well, uh, tell you know real quick, Art, because I know um, you got to jump off on the half hour, and I, we're going to get General Boykin on. But you know, you and I both have been leading groups over to Israel. We've been going over there for the fast for the past few years, and yes. and really seeing God use that in our lives and the lives of the people that we travel with. Um, I've talked to my people over there. What what are you hearing from your contacts about what's going on over there and everything that's happening right now? Well, you know, in the midst of the chaos and even the sirens going off, it's like, you know, we're connected to the Ethiopian Messianic community up in Haifa. Mm-hmm. And they're right now housing 15 families that have been – had the – you know, refugees from the south and and over near the Gaza Strip, but and and they're feeding that sold the military guys. Mm-hmm. They're and, and you know, in the midst of it all, Pastor Zechariah is able to share everybody about Jesus, Messiah, Yeshua. You know, because they're all cry, they're all believing God's going to save them. Mm-hmm. They really say that they're strong. I don't know what you hear, but. How many times the interview said, "Well, our God's going to save us." You know, it's not, it's not, uh, it's our IDF. We all know that in the final battle, it's not going to be their strength, but God. When all the, you know, that Ezekiel thirty-eight, thirty-nine war, where you know, I don't believe this is it, but we are, they are seeing uh, weekly mm-hmm. just uh, many opportunities to share the gospel uh, in the midst of this chaos and. And yes, the fear of it. Both both of my friends were here. Had my Zachariah had just landed in New York on Friday afternoon to mm. speak in, in 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 New York, and then go to Atlanta, and then Saturday morning, and then he had to try and find a way to get back. Finally, God provided a way. Got a uh, down into Miami, and then got a uh, fly in, and and to be because he had his wife and his. Uh, three of his children at home, his daughters in the IDF. And then the beauty of it is when he landed in Tel Aviv, because he was a commander in the IDF himself, he's 42 now, uh, They he was able to spend 15 minutes with his daughter, uh, at, you know, and she was just, she's on a special group that she couldn't share where he was. But she said, Dad, I haven't slept for for, for a week and, you know, just started crying, but he's able to hug her and share with her. But she said, I know God is for us. Mm-hmm. And my Yeshua Messiah, he's, he just, he's, he holds me in his arms every night when I can't sleep. So mm-hmm. hallelujah. Well, that's great, man. I, I, I've talked to several of my, um, uh, like my guide and some other people that we use that are over there that are in country. And, and they said the art that this attack that happened October 7th is like nothing they've ever seen like in the last you know in their lifetime nothing it's it's it it was it was it was like you said it was pure evil 
there was nothing there was nothing about it that was justifiable nothing was justifiable and yet how are you how are you handling from a spiritual perspective talking to people about all these protests going on in our country because that's one of the questions we're getting is well as believers how how do we respond to these people that are protesting they're saying this israel's saying this who's really right how do we deal with that as believers you know how are you are you handling that i i share them the truth and 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 you know that question came up today just and you know these pro you know, free palestine the that israel is <laughs> the oppressor you know i said let's go go to the your bible and let's you know and i kind of give them the history of how it all you know even how the name palestine was given to him in 135 a.d by a roman he to kind of be a derogatory call him palestinian you know instead of palestine had been palace you know and how all show them the true history it's it's the this terrorist out of the pit of hell group you know hamas hezbollah you know the iranian this whole thing it's that's what we got to get rid of there are you know 80 percent of the palestinians voted for hamas to govern them so there's that 20 percent that don't want nothing to do with them and so you pray for them we pray for i just you still pray for their salvation god but God has in his word, in Romans says, you know, there's time when there's evil, you take the sword. And, you know, you read the Bible, and God says, I want you to go in and wipe out all of it. Hmm. And that sounds kind of cruel and bitter, but it's just like the sin in our lives. We've got to get it all out because that little bit of leaven can ruin it. Can... Yeah, that little leaven, man. It doesn't take much. But, boy, it, isn't it just sad? Art, I saw a, um, a video earlier today of some students huddled inside a building they were afraid to walk outside because of the protests they're all jewish i mean they're they're in america they're in the place that's supposed to give freedom and protection right i mean that right it's sad they to were, me they were in a, a, a science class and uh, like a lab thing and all of a sudden this so they had to lock the doors and these guys were he was trying to until the police arrived and then took them you know, they're walking in that fear of, uh, and so many, you know, I got an Israeli flag flying out in front of my house and someone, we had house church here at our house Sunday and everybody said, aren't you afraid someone will go by and maybe, <laughs> you know, see, I, I said, no, because I got angels on my corners of my property, you know, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I'm not afraid to say I stand with Israel that I'm going to have a, a, some guy come and. No, I'm not going to walk in fear. Because greater is He that's within me than He that's within the world. Amen, amen. Well, listen, Hallelujah. Art. I know we we've we've just got about a minute left before we have to break for the news, and then General Boykin's coming on. Uh, how can we pray for you, my brother? Well, uh, pray God's going to continue open doors to me. I'm leaving Tuesday for uh, for Dallas. Uh, uh, Christian Men's Networks having their big Lions Roar event where literally men, leaders from all over the world are going to be there. Uh, like one pastor from Indonesia, he's discipled over a million men in in Indonesia, and oh he, right gosh. now he's got three hundred and fifty some thousand that they're going through. You know, Doctor Cole's books and that. But uh, but that 
God's going to, you know, he's opening doors. I know he's for you too, that God, I want to go and be able to share the truth and get men that are going to be to realize that they've been born to make a difference. And it's time for them to get back to the garden mm. and spend time with the father. So when they leave they're they can then go forth and, and truly not just preach the gospel, but live the gospel and, and, and love the love of Christ to draw men and families to Christ. Because the time is short. It's now. It's now. If there's a time, there's a few billion people that need to know Christ. We want to say, even so, come quick, quickly, Lord Jesus. So just pray that as Miriam and I, my wife, that wherever God opens doors for us to just to go and to share the good news. Amen. Well, Art, thank you for joining us. Hey, we will pray for Art. It's from Harvest with Pastor Greg Laurie. What should we do when a fellow believer falls? Should we confront them? Should we ostracize them? Should we leave them alone? Should we call them out on social media? That's a popular thing to do. I'm gonna post a lot of stuff about them. Do you have all of your facts straight? Have you had a conversation with that person? Are you sure what you're saying is actually true? What should you do if you know someone that has stumbled and has fallen? Listen, we're Jesus people, and our job is to reconcile people with God. That's our job. Reconcile people with God. Impact your world with the gospel by knowing God and making Him known. Connect with Pastor Greg Laurie and sign up to receive his free daily devotion emails. To get started, visit harvest.org today. There's major delays because of a crash on the West Beltway on 295 northbound before Dunn Avenue blocking the right lane. Also, there's a multi-vehicle accident on I-10 eastbound before the U.S. 301 Baldwin exit. And there's congestion in St. John's County on I-95 southbound near County Road 210. Partly cloudy tonight, low 68. Friday, mostly sunny, high 81. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Sky traced out by the city lights, my world from a mile high. Best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. It is Thursday, our guest day on SWAT Radio, and we just had Pastor Art Remington, who was the chaplain for Promise Keepers. And Pastor Art is the one that uh, connected me to General Boykin. I've been wanting to meet General Boykin for a long time, have the utmost respect for him, being a former Marine and and just a, a FBI SWAT guy, the kind of work that he has done and the service he's given our country. If you don't know that name, General uh, Jerry Boykin, uh, he is a retired lieutenant general in the Army. He also served as the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence uh, under George Bush back in the early 2000s. Um, he was in Delta Force, was one of the original members of Delta Force, involved in so many operations I can't even begin to tell you. 
Uh, but the most important thing about General Boykin is he's a general, uh, he's a uh, Jesus lover, a Jesus follower, and a minister now for him. He works at the Family Research Council. And uh, General, welcome to SWAT Radio. Uh, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Well, uh, I wish I had about 30 minutes with you just sitting over a cup of coffee to talk about stuff. You you grew up in New Bern. I flew over New Bern. I was a Harrier pilot in the Marine Corps. And uh, and actually, I think if I remember right, we, we did an operation where we provided air support down in Panama uh, when we got Noriega, were you down there when that was going on, or was that after you? I was standing right at the gates of the Nunciatura when he came out. <laughs> so we were down there, the Mew, we were with the 26 Mew then, and I think they were down there helping out with you guys uh, then. And so I would love to just talk uh, about that kind of stuff, but I, I'd rather today take our time, since we don't have but about 30 minutes, is talk to you about what God is doing in your life now and how he has you serving. You, you've you written some books. You wrote a book called Man to Man, um, Strong, and then you wrote a follow-up called Strong and Courageous. Uh, and both those books really deal with the issue that we at SWAT feel very strongly about. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, General. And, and would you agree that we are living in a time where we need men to step up and be the leaders God's called us to be. I would suggest that every generation that uh, uh, has had anything to do with uh, this nation and and others as well has needed what men bring to the party, and that is they they have to be leaders. Mm. If they don't do anything else, they have to be leaders. And, and that, as far as I am concerned, that means they have to be uh, people who love Jesus Christ first, and, and then they recognize that they have to be the leaders in the home, in the community, in the workplace, in the military. And uh, yes, absolutely, I agree with that statement. Well, uh, General, do you, do you know uh, Chad Robichaud by chance? know chad very well okay so i i got introduced to chad i've had him on here before he my my son actually interviewed my son is a um a, a, he's a special operations guy in the air force and uh, he interviewed chad on his christian uh, military podcast and then connected us and chad i remember something he said that sounds like what you just said that if you want to be the best operator you can be whether it's swat whether it's a special forces whatever you got to be a jesus follower first and has jesus always been a part of your faith when you were in the military back when you were, were with delta early on or was it something that came later Oh, I, I grew up in the church, and uh, my mother was actually my spiritual mentor. My dad came to Christ later in life, and, and, and he became a fanatic <laughs> because he was trying to make up for all his lost time. But uh, my mother was uh, was really the one who, uh, who brought me to Christ. And I, I would say to you, I came in the Army uh, as a Christ follower uh, and— I am ashamed to say I didn't know as much as I thought I did, and, and, and but uh, I have learned a lot since then. But uh, look, I could not have made it through 36 years uh, had I not been uh, 
committed to my faith, my faith in Jesus Christ. And I mean, there were twice that I should have died. Well, at least twice, twice that I was shot. I also had a parachute uh, fail on me one time, and hmm. I went through some trees, and I got caught in the trees, and it stopped me from hitting the ground. So mm-hmm. um, I love Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm not a perfect man by any means, but he has always been everything to me, mm-hmm. particularly in those 36 years in the Army. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, 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 I just— <laughs> I have to tell you, General, I've been very grateful for your witness, for your your the the way you have stood. And if if anybody's been in the military out there listening, um, you know, as you go up in rank, it becomes more costly for you to um, be a person of faith if you're outspoken about it. And uh, it certainly had an impact on me. I I I, I was called out for sharing my faith one time in the ready room, told I couldn't do that. And at general, to, to reach the level you've reached and to continue to have the voice you have, I just I see God's hand on you there. And I just want to thank you for writing the book, Man to Man and Strong and Courageous, because both those books deal with this issue of manhood that is seemed to be eluding young men today. Uh, this this whole idea of being a provider uh, to being a defender is something that's that's almost been just forgotten. And do you see that same trend in young young men today coming up that they they aren't really taught to be the providers and defenders that we were growing up? No, absolutely. You nailed it. Uh... If you look at uh, today's generation, we're talking about the safe space generation. We're talking about uh, it's all about me. And, uh, and I, you know, one of the things that's interesting, I have a good, very good friend in the Secret Service uh, who does polygraphs. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me the other day in a conversation we had, he said, this generation, he said, I, I polygraph them every day. This generation is unwilling to take in fifth. Hmm. Amber. Yeah, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we lost you. You said uh, you said this generation uh, was unwilling, right. and then it cut off. So take it up from there. Yeah. It, yeah. Sorry about that. That was an Amber alert. <laughs> That's all right. But he told me. They are unwilling to make decisions. They're unwilling to take risks, and they really want somebody else to do it for them. Mm. And, uh, and, and you know, if there's one thing that a man has to have other than faith, mm-hmm. he's got to have courage. And uh, if you go back to uh, some of the great generals, uh, what you'll find out is that uh, Patton actually said moral courage is the most important and least abundant quality in men. That's going all the way back to World War II. Mm. And it has gotten progressively worse since then. And that's what we're living with. That's who we hope will be able to take us into the next century. And uh, right now, it is very dismal. And isn't it interesting that it says in Revelation that there will be no cowards in heaven, (laughs) that those who are cowards aren't going to be there? Because to be people of faith, 
to be men who say they love God. He, you know, throughout scripture, we're commanded, be strong and courageous. Be doesn't mean that you're not afraid. It just means that you push through that fear because there's a greater purpose. Isn't that right, sir? That's exactly right. And I, I, I tell people that all the time when I'm doing a men's conference or something, I'm saying, guys, you need to understand that, that it is imperative that you muster your courage and get out there and do what I called you to do. And, and, you know, the absence of fear uh, is something that uh, we have to conquer. We, we have to come to a point where we recognize that we have to overcome that fear that we have. And I got to tell you, uh, and people think I'm joking about this, but I have a fear of heights. <laughs> and I have made for 500 parachutes, but I had to overcome my fear on every single one of them mm-hmm. over the 36 years. Well, that's interesting, General, because I too I don't like I don't like the fear of falling, like going jumping off a cliff or something like that. And as a pilot, my son, who you know, being a special operator, he jumped out of planes all the time. So for my 50th birthday. He got me a jump, and I told him, I don't jump out of a good airplane. That Pilots don't do that, but I ended up doing it, and it was such a freeing feeling to to go out of the plane and, and just realize yeah. that, you know, and, and I, think, I think we've lost some of that today where we just, if something's too demanding, I don't know, this you probably would find this really uh, funny, but this show special operations america's toughest test or something that's come out for the last two years my wife and i kind of watched it and the people that quit didn't quit because they couldn't do the things they quit because they mentally couldn't handle it their mental toughness was not there at all and i i think back to growing up there was just an expectations that in our lives growing up that you push through that seems to be uh, gone in our culture where there is no more desire necessarily to push through anymore. Do you, do you see that also? I do see that. And I will tell you, to be very honest, uh, some of the toughest kids today, uh, and, and the kids that you see out there doing the kinds of things you're talking about are the children of people in the military mm-hmm. because they've grown up around that and they've come to understand and realize that you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, first time I had to not only step out of a plane, but I had to rappel off the side of a cliff. Mm. I got to tell you, I was, I was doing a lot of praying, and uh, but I I knew that I could do it once I got in the military, though, mm. uh, because my dad had made sure that I did those kinds of things because he was trying to toughen me, mm. and I have done the same thing with my son. I'd get him up on the Appalachian Trail. I'd load them down as heavy as I could load them, and for the next three or four days, I'd walk them on that trail. And my son, I mean, in bad weather, too, and my son, who uh, went through a very bad ranger course because it was the worst weather in, in years as he was going to ranger school, and we were sitting by a fire in Alaska one night, and I said, son, you really did well when you got through that course. And he said, Dad, you don't understand I I made it because I knew I could. Because mm-hmm. remember all those put me in a tree stand 
at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen River all day long. And, and he went on and went through the whole litany, but he was making a point to me. Mm-hmm. And that was that he, he knew he could make it. And those guys that dropped out had never been tested in any way. And this was all new to them. We need to get our sons out there and get them ready for what life holds for them. And that's a that's a big mistake we're making now because we want to save them from everything. Yeah. We want to we want them out of out of doing hard things, and that's not what we should be. Should be toughening them, and and they're going to be better men if we do. Mm. Uh, I you know I, I I saw you the other night, General, on Fox News, giving a, a they they were asking you about things going on in Israel. Yeah. And I'm just curious. I have my own opinions about our military and about where we are. And one of the the struggles that I personally have had is when when I was in, there seemed to be a lot more commanding officers that were men of faith, at least when that I remember, um, than I see today. Uh, We've gone in such a way. But just comment for a second about where we are in the world uh, what you're seeing and going on in Israel, your thoughts about it. it is this worse than you've ever seen? Because you've been around the military for a long time. You've seen a lot of military action. Do, do you think this is this is a place that we haven't been before as a country? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I will tell you, for me personally, I've never seen it. Uh, any any worse in terms of uh, what's happening in the whole world? Uh, you know we've got uh, we've got you know the Russians and the Ukrainians. We got all this stuff going on in Israel, and then if you go on around the world, you've got uh, you know the the Koreans, the North Koreans, that are unpredictable. You don't know what they're going to do, and then. You got to get a look at China, and China, I can promise you, has only one ambition, and that is to be in charge of the entire universe. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they, I, I'm telling you, they are going before Joe Biden leaves office. I think that they will make a run on uh, Taiwan. On Taiwan, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Uh, I I think now's their time to do it. They know that just from a. I mean, if I was over there leading that's what i would do because you know they've wanted it anyway for a long time well i feel that way and there's a difference you know people say well it was really bad in world war ii i say the difference is in world war ii during that time we had a country that had a lot of leaders in it a lot of men who who were not afraid to give their life for something greater than their life you know, they, they believed in those things. At least that's what I see. Am I off base there, General? Yeah, you need to write a book about that because <laughs> you are absolutely so true that, you know, I tell people this safe space nonsense. Those boys that came across, and I say boys because that's just about what they were. Mm-hmm. They were good boys. They were courageous boys. But when they came across that beach, mm-hmm. The only safe space they were looking for was on the other side of the German lines. Mm-hmm. And today, just look at our military today, really. I I love American soldiers. I love Marines. I, my dad was there at Cherry Point for 32 years. 
Oh, I didn't really. I didn't know that. Well, I've I've wondered why you went yeah. to Newburn. I figured you probably was. So, yeah, that's right. And he was, he actually wound up in Vietnam with the Marines. He was a disabled veteran from World War Two. Wow. Uh, but I've got to tell you, uh, it, it is just uh, makes me sick at what I see happening in our military, teaching people pronouns instead of marksmanship. Mm-hmm. I mean. All you have to do is is look back at uh, Jeremiah Denton, Admiral Jeremiah Denton. Got the stuffings beat out of him, trying to get him to make a statement on camera, and he finally came out and did it. And what he did was he said, when they said, "What do you think of your country's policies?" and he said, "I don't know my country's policies anymore, but I still support them." <laughs> and he got beaten for that. But uh, but then look at the two patrol boats off the coast of, of uh, Iran in uh, 2016. And you had a Naval Academy graduate there commanding those two little patrol boats. And within an hour, within an hour, he was looking into the camera saying, we want to thank the, if, uh, what am I trying to say? The Iranian, the, uh, well, he wanted to thank the Iranian yeah, leaders, right? That, that, is that right? Yeah, he wanted to try yeah, he wanted to thank them for their hospitality, and he said, and this is all our fault. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened? What happened between Jeremiah Denton and this young Naval Academy graduate there? What happened was, before they launched, uh, he did not have time to train his people in the law of land warfare, mm-hmm. in the code of conduct, what mm-hmm. keeps you alive while you are being incarcerated. And uh, that was because he had to get them all through all this nonsense training, which added nothing to their mission. Hmm. You know, General, when I was going through officer candidate school, um, my my sergeant, uh, the gunnery sergeant that had us was one of the members of the walking dead of the Marines that were over one of the first companies that hit Vietnam. And he he had scars all over his body. He commanded instant respect when when we were there. I mean, just to be in his presence, you felt respect. And one of the things that I, I have witnessed, and my wife and I were talking about the other day, there has been a, a general lack of respect for authority now that has been promulgated in our schools for so long that that even in the military, that the, the place that's supposed to be known for that now, they're more apt to claim, oh, hey, this isn't fitting in with DEI and bringing some kind of suit to the military, mm-hmm. and people are afraid. And so the Chinese, the Russians, they all laugh at us. They're laughing at our military because they see these same videos that we see on the news where they're interviewing the first transgender Air Force guy, and nobody cares about that in Russia or China. <laughs> they, they're they're going okay we want you to keep focusing on that i mean and and as believers we're quiet that's what's so surprising to me the church has bought into a lot of the wokeism that's out there do you see that as well i do i see it i i i go by a particular church every day when i come home from work and uh, it's still got a big black lives matter uh sign outside and and i I think to myself, do you realize those people are Marxists? Hmm. You realize that they've admitted that they are Marxists. And this is not a, a prejudicial thing. This is about our welfare. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, the, the state of America. And if you, and I think 
if you only understood that if those people get in control of this country, you're not going to have a church. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be allowed to worship unless you do it covertly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I did, I, General, I did um, the first 15 years of ministry over in Russia. And um, I, I, I went through, some, had some fairly challenging times in different parts over there. And I, I, I tell people, you know what, we ought to take anybody that's under 40, let them go. Let's go to Russia and spend about two weeks over there. And I can take you to places and bring you back. Or let's go to China. Let's go into diff- the heartland of China, not just in Shanghai or some tourist place. Let's go to these places. Let's go to the Middle East. Because all these, you know, what's so funny to me, General, is that um, that you got the same people that are pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas, that are pro-LGBT. They don't even go together. <laughs> you know, those That's... they hate each other, you know. And the one, one thing about Russia is, and Putin, I think, is an evil man, but he has stood very boldly against the LGBT agenda. Yeah, he has. He has. He's been very, very clear about it. And the Muslims are that way, too. If they're true Muslims over there, they don't they don't put up, they don't tolerate homosexuality. And, I, you know, if you look at our country, that's where it all, it, we went through all these different, quote, revolutions, a sexual revolution, the homosexual revolution, and now here we are at a place where we all have debased minds. We're living out Romans 1. And I, I just want to let our listeners know, you and some other great guys are putting on these conferences called the Stand Courageous Conferences. And you got one in March, and uh, I, I'm so thankful you're doing that. One of your guys, Stu Weber, was a good friend of my, uh, one of my mentors, uh, Steve Farrar. And, uh, oh, yeah. You, you know, and they, talk, they were men's men. Steve. Yeah, they're good men's yeah. men, you know. And so kudos to you and Tony for doing these things. And I hope you'll bring one down to Florida sometime in 2024. I'd love to, I'd love to meet you, meet you and take you out to the gun range and do a little shooting with you, General. <laughs> so I'd love to do that. And uh, we have done three in Florida, but I love to do them in Florida because there's a, there's a, a, a rich group of people down there that are searching for the Lord. Mm. And uh, yeah, so we, we love doing these things, and the one in uh, March will be up in, uh, right outside of New York City. It's, it'll be on the Jersey side there. Yeah, we need to pray for you for that up there because, man, that is a place where it's needed. Well, before we go, I want to, again, let our listeners know you can go to Amazon and you can order Man to Man. I would, I would, that, that is a great book about our role as men. Our God-given role, and and you know the subtitle is rediscovering masculinity in a challenging world. Um, I, I would say a toxic world. They talk about toxic masculinity. Yeah, it's really toxic to Christianity. Uh, but man to man, and then uh, he wrote a follow-up to that called "Strong and Courageous: This Call to Biblical Manhood." And and then I believe, General, your book "Never Surrender" is just a bio. It's your bio, isn't it, about your faith journey? Through the military, it is. It's about primarily about uh, my time in the Delta Force, and uh, and then sort of how I uh, I took some shots uh, from the media as well as the uh, the leftist mafia uh, when I was a three star, and that's the primary focus of the book. But it's 
it really is about my faith. Well, uh, well, General, I am so grateful that you gave us about 30 minutes today. We, we got one minute and I, uh, before we have to go, and I, I wanted to ask you how we can pray for you and your ministry at Family Research Council, because I know it's, it's difficult, but we got about a minute left. Right. Pray for stamina. Pray for uh, physical protection. We've, we've, we've got some problems there, too, but uh, it's not slowing us down. Okay. Well, General, uh, I we're, we're we're done. <laughs> Basically, our program's over. Like I said, I could I could spend three hours with you talking about this stuff. I'm going to ask you to hold on with Jeremy just for a second after the after that we go off air here. And uh, yep. but anyway, pray for General Boykin. Pray for his ministry with Family Research Council. Pray for the Stand Courageous. And if you want his books. Uh, you can go to Amazon.com. That's man-to-man, also strong and courageous.